Welcome to the Business of Beverages, drinks industry insights with makers, marketeers, and mischief. Hello, and welcome to the Business of Beverages bi-weekly quiz episode called A Shot Of. So-called because myself and my co-host, William P. Keating, tackle each other on a bi-weekly basis with a beverage, giving each other five clues. Look, people know how this works already, right? So <laughs> I don't know why I keep explaining it every episode. We're not gaining any listeners because of it. But anyway, uh, Will, uh, Will, do you want to begin? Do you want to ask the questions? Do you want to answer the questions? I think I'll ask the questions this week. Ooh, okay. Okay. In the, in the right. Yeah. So, right, Foxy, here we go. So for five points, Johannes Bohm founded this company in 1795. And seven generations later, it's still going. What year did he found it? 1795. And I can spell his surname. B-O-Umlat-H-M. So your German pronunciation will give you much better insight (laughs) into how that's pronounced. Uh, I think it might be Boom. What I can tell you is that the company no longer bears that name. Uh, okay, well, straight away, I am imagining this is probably going to be a beer, 1795, Germanic name. Yeah, I'm I, I'm going to go with, oh, 1795. Uh, let's go with Paulaner. Great guess. Um, and thoroughly logical, but incorrect in both category and country. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, well, you might get a little bit closer with this one now. So for the first couple of hundred years, they marketed their product uh, as Old Tub. So it was referred to as Old Tub until 1919. Then there was a 14-year break before the company and the drink was relaunched. When was the break? 1919, which is a very significant date. Very significant date. Uh, All right, so it's a... Whisk spirit, because it's not a beer, so it's a spirit. Uh, US based. What, what's giving you that determination? Well, it's 1919. That was Prohibition, wasn't it? Yes, exactly. Uh, old tub. Uh, oh, oh, hang on a second. Oh, no. Hang on a second. <laughs> I, I think I have asked you these clues before. Have you? I think I have. On a, oh, on a on one of our very 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 early episodes, <laughs> <laughs> can you, you remember want, the product? I can. Yes. Uh, do you want to continue the charade, or will I tell you what the what I think it is? You you tell me what you think it is because it would be much much funnier if you're wrong. I think it's Jim Beam. It is Jim Beam. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, I I had no recollection you'd ask me this stuff. Uh, I, I think it was one of our very first quiz. Uh, episodes that we did um I, i'm kicking myself now for not getting on johannes bound because that would have uh i should have said nothing again guessed it and kept going yeah uh, so you're, you're absolutely right um for three points it would have been it's uh, sold globally around the world in a distinctive square bottle um uh, and then for two points it would have been for the same recipe uh, using the same proportions of corn rye and barley uh since its foundation and then uh, for one point, it's the largest selling bourbon worldwide. I, th- I think I had slightly different cu- uh, clues when we had it previously. I, was there something his son, I think, changed the name of the company or, or grandson to? Yeah, it was a great grandson changed the name. Yeah. yeah, 
um, so after uh, Prohibition, they discovered that they didn't actually own the uh, copyright or the trademark to Old Tub, so they just called it Jim Beam. Uh, look, look at how successful that's turned out to be. Yeah, so clearly the right, but a, a four points, which is <laughs> which isn't too bad. Yeah, but it's it's kind of a, a four points by you know when your opponent gets disqualified, you qualify for the next round, kind of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I take no great glory in that victory, will. Well, what I can tell you is that I should clearly do my research better and listen to my own podcasts <laughs> before I actually start these things. Uh, all right. Well, well, the good news for you is I'm, I'm fairly confident you will get this one pretty quickly as well. Uh, you said that before, and, and it hasn't always come to pass. No, but, but this, one, this one I feel is, is right up your alley. So uh, this, this beverage company was founded in 1847 and now has more than 500 brands within its portfolio. Mm. 1847. Oh, we do love an old foundation date to start <laughs> with, don't we? <laughs> we do. <laughs> oh, 1847. Okay. Um, I have a funny feeling Heineken is is either 1847 or 1874. I'm going to say Heineken. Uh I, I don't know what year they were founded in because the answer is not Heineken. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, they are around that time as well, I believe. Uh, like plus or minus, yeah, you know, 20 years, let's say. Okay. All right. All right. So for, for four points, this is this is quite a niche clue, I'll be honest. Uh, they, although founded in 1847, they opened their first overseas operations in the 1960s uh, in Cyprus initially, and then two years later in Malawi. Oh wow! <laughs> okay, that wow. Okay, so <laughs> you're around for a hundred and odd years. Then you decide it's time to break out into the international markets, and you think, "Hmm, I know where we'd start: Cyprus." Yep. Now, so, to, to be clear, they had been exporting before this. This was their first venture into their own operations overseas. Oh my god! So they they must be they must be big in if they've got five hundred brands. They're old. They're big old. You find them in Africa. You find them in Europe. Mm, still not entirely sure. Uh, oh god! Malawi's a weird one as well. It's I'm very random. Think, I was I was very surprised at that. Yeah, maybe if, our if Malawi a time listener. Texture. Yeah, the yeah. one listener in Malawi. <laughs> Um. Okay. Uh. I. I don't know, but I, I'm gonna say. Uh. I'm gonna say balls. Uh. It's not balls. Balls to you. The ballsy guess, but it was uh, <laughs> incorrect. <laughs> uh. But I. I think you might get it on on this one. So for three points, well, although the company is very much a for-profit organization, the majority shareholder is a charitable foundation. <sighs> Oh, how did I miss this? Oh, is it Carlsberg? It is Carlsberg. Oh, my God. Oh, how did I miss this? Oh, I, I could have. Oh, 1847. I'm absolutely raging. <laughs> I'm. Oh, oh, I'm so disappointed in myself. That's okay. Yes, I should. I should have known that. I actually have I've written. I said not written. Oh my God. I've read. Uh, a book about the history of the Carlsberg 
um, company. And I I know I've been staring oh, at that bloody foundation date for donkey's years. Okay. I should be shot. That's all right. It's I still should. a three-pointer. It's still a three-pointer. No, I only it's got, a I only disgrace. Got, I, got, I got the four points by default. Um, so, yeah, so 30% of the company is owned by the Carlsberg Foundation, uh, a not-for-profit uh, science and uh, well, uh, would you call it well-being? Science, science yes. and humanitarian, uh, cultural, and scientific, and humanitarian organization. Yeah, they, they're a phenomenal, phenomenal um, foundation. Uh, the most interesting thing. So, I read a book called The People's Brewer, which was about uh, the foundation of of Carlsberg and um, Jacobson, J.C. Jacobson, who was the founder of Carlsberg, uh, and he famously called it Carlsberg after his son Carl. It was Carl's Hill, I think. And as far as I recall, he then fell out with the son mm-hmm. and that rather than leaving the brewery to the son who had set up a rival brewery called New Carlsberg, he essentially created the world's first corporate foundation, charitable corporate foundation. And that's what still owns 30% of, of the Carlsberg business. And it has been phenomenally successful and, it, you know, I can't begin to list the, the, the achievements that it's had, including recently, this week only, uh, the the Nobel Prize for Physics, I think, or Chemistry, I can't remember which, has gone to an ex-Carlsberg scientist. Oh, that's interesting. I hadn't heard that. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't ask me to give a dissertation on what his, what his specialist area of research was, but yes, I read that during the week. They they are a very interesting company and uh, well worth uh, if anybody's interested in the world of brewing to, to dig into it a little bit uh, more because uh, well for for the two points uh, that you now don't need um, the clue was going to be that they have had many logos over the years including the swastika which they dropped in the 1930s due to its links with Nazi Germany uh, yeah. and actually if you still visit the brewery in Copenhagen they still have the, the giant elephants with the swastika on the side of it uh, as you walk in through the, the doors of the brewery uh, and then your one pointer was it is probably the best lager in the world oh yeah well uh, i probably should have done better <laughs> but that's all right this, this is what the quiz is for it's about edutainment right well well done foxy congratulations another win on the board yep uh, and again if anybody wants to send us in a quiz question or wants to host a quiz or wants to take us on in a quiz drop us a line on bizbedpod at gmail.com Ta-ra. thank you for listening to the business of beverages it's been our pleasure to bring you this episode If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe and recommend us to one other friend or colleague. As ever, we are independently produced and self-funded, so we appreciate your support in listening, sharing, or reviewing this podcast. You can, of course, follow us on Twitter, where we go by at bizbevpod. If you'd like to support us further, you can find us on buymeacoffee.com forward slash bizbevpod. I have a question. Yes. So, bi-weekly, is that like two times in a week or every second week? Every second week. Fortnightly. Our fortnightly quiz. Aha. <laughs> no ambiguity there. No. So, our fortnightly quiz 